live from Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And how's it going out there on Radio Land? It is time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics, live from Studio A here in Podcast Village, Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C., Joining me as they do every show. To my left, ironically, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade, the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. Uh, out there in the blissful world of uh, of maternity, or actually it wouldn't be maternity for you, it would be paternity, is the former Democratic political operative and member of the bar in the great state of Maryland, Washington, D.C., is Dan Lipner Esquire. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Justin. I'm busy trying to pull the wool over over everyone's eyes, both domestically and internationally. <laughs> are you are you getting any sleep, by the way, Dan? Uh, not so much. <laughs> okay, there we go. Then he's in good spirits. Uh, behind the glass, as always, is Rob the Engineer. who's waving hi somehow. That's him waving hi. And out there in the undisclosed uh, spa regions of northern New York is Audrey Harriton, our producer. Hey, there is a lot of breaking news coming out of Washington, D.C. Let's start with the... The happy news, and this is where this, you got to take it with a grain of salt because anything we do here in Washington these days has to be taken with a grain of salt. There is apparently a deal. There is a deal. If you did not realize, come uh, Friday, February 15th at midnight, the funding for the U.S. government would have uh, run out, which means that we would have gone into another government shutdown in a very, very... Uh, intriguing negotiation, bipartisan deal is made in both House and Senate that would keep government open past the 15th. Uh, there is money for a barrier, no wall, a barrier, $1.3 billion. Uh, the really crux point, oddly enough, was the amount of beds for ICE detention centers. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but as of right now, it looks like we have a deal. Now, talking to people on the Hill uh, today after that news broke late last night and early this morning, they have told us that hey, we'll believe it when POTUS signs it, which is legitimate. Let's let's dive into this. Number one, it, uh, Alan Moore, it, it, it's kind of surprising to me because I would have thought, and I had talked to other people here in D.C., that this would have gone down to 11.58 and 30 seconds, the latest still on on the top of the Capitol, Friday night, and they rush it over there to get signature. Uh, are you surprised that a true bipartisan deal came this quickly? Well, so there's a question of when that 11th hour and 58th minute actually is, because there's an enormous amount of work that goes into memorializing an agreement in principle into numbers that are checked and rechecked and verified. And people in the know were saying they really needed to finish by last night um, if they wanted to meet the Friday deadline. If they had not, whether that's hard and fast or not, whether if they had come to an agreement by noon today, they couldn't have made it, they probably could have. But the point is, you can't wait until Thursday night or Friday uh, Friday night to to do this. Both both houses of Congress have to pass it, but it it takes some time to convert this the so-called agreement in principle, which includes some rough numbers, uh, into 
uh, a law. So that that's the that's the first part. Having said that, if they had missed the last night deadline, the today, and so on, but were making progress, then come Wednesday, let's say, or Thursday, they each could have passed uh, another continuing resolution to take us into, say, next Monday or Tuesday to give the time they needed. But but those those are, you know, that's sort of the the in the trees kind of thing. This they they were they were out of time. The there's still questions that I certainly have questions about what exactly is in it. It's actually about one. It's about one point four billion, not one point three. It's one point three seven five. Um, the only significance of that is that different numbers like one point three, one point six, five point seven. But, but it's less. It, it, it's, it's less. Floating around. But here's the thing: is the number that, and, and again, the one point three seven five is is also a number I've heard. That is it, the number. It, it, that is the number. That okay. is the number. The the reality is it's still less than the one point six that would have kept us from going into government shutdown back in so December. Here's the th- here here's where I'm still foggy on on all of this. There are there are dollar numbers. And then there are uh, there's language governing what you're allowed to spend it on. And you may remember that that Speaker Pelosi and others were saying not a penny for new uh, new construction. Well, this one point four apparently uh, could be used. This is the uh, the, the report. That's the com- are, this is the compromise. The compromise could be used for up to fifty five miles worth of new barriers. And the word barriers gets used because wall has was sort of discredited. The president himself said, "Call it whatever you want: steel slats, barriers, etc." But so it would appear as though there is a concession in allowing some additional mileage of, of of fence. The bigger question I have, though, is there's also, according to a couple of reports, an additional one point seven billion for. Uh, uh, for border security to go to the the the, the border control folks, the the the, the, you know, the customs folks, border patrol people, ICE, and I want to know about that 1.7 because if you add 1. Right. 1.4 and 1.7, you're up at 3.1. Right. Is that how does that compare to what was in that earlier deal? I don't know yet. That detail is not available. Dan. It- let me pose this question to you from the Democratic side. Is there's there's obviously 1.375, 1. 1.4 billion in there for some sort of physical barrier deterrent on the southern border that should make that that apparently has made Republicans on the Hill on both sides very happy. Uh, can Nancy Pelosi? I don't think anything about this is making Republicans on the Hill happy at all. But well, I mean, they've got to sign it. I mean, was this was this pretty much done in a shotgun wanting style for Republicans? I think they're doing whatever they can to make this go away, and they're all praying that the president shuts the hell up and just signs whatever comes across his desk. Is 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 that? I mean, that's that's fantasy land if you ask some people here in Washington D.C. But the reality is, you've got a deal right now, which all indications are McCarthy saying sign it. Uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, Mitch McConnell saying sign it. You've got everybody on the Hill in leadership and every rank and file Republican 
even Mark Meadows saying sign it. The the two people that are saying don't sign it right now are people on TV, one of them being Sean Hannity. Should that scare Americans that Sean Hannity is actually more presidential than Donald Trump? I don't think there's anything about Sean Hannity I would call presidential as far as Sean Hannity having any influence over anything that should scare the hell out of everyone, um, including folks in this White House. But that said, this president has shown that he is not only not a tough guy, but devoid of anything resembling spine. Um, So he he's going to I'm he's going to cave in some way, shape or form. Uh, The only question is to who he's managed to in the great bargain that he has uh, established for himself. He's he's built himself a lose lose situation. One hell of a deal, Donald. Wow. Alan Moore. You know, I it, this was so strange. It, it was Dan's voice, but it was Ann Coulter talking. It was so fascinating to me. I I'm intrigued with that. I'm, I'm Dan. Have you got that? Have, have you got that blonde wig on again? Dan Lipner, um, he just called you a hyper conservative blonde lady ta- on about media. This, our spineless president. So we we don't know. I mean, what, these are all based we, on we, his own this, his own terms. No, this if is true. If he had, if he had <laughs> kept if he had kept the deal before the Democrats took over the House. He would have had more money. He's managed to bargain himself into a more of a losing position, and he's going to make nobody happy. He's not getting his full wall. He's not getting any of this. So he's he's managed to reduce – his best case scenario is worse than what it would have been before. Well, well, <laughs> I, I, back to you again, Ann Lipner. Um, I, 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 I don't know if this if he's worse off now. That's if you were listening, and I know you don't like to listen to me, but in my earlier thing, there's some gaps here in what they actually resolve. There's this 1.7 billion other money that I don't know if that's new money, different money, old money. I promise it's, you, the biggest gap that matters for Ann Coulter is the gap on the border that will not be covered by any Trump wall. Well, yeah, well, so, he's got a point there. Well, hold on. Here's no, the interesting. No, but I, we, we, all I'm saying is, until we have some more detail on what the deal is, we it, it's really hard to accurately compare what was available before and what's available now for new construction, repair, total spending, what kind of controls are 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 going to be on that other 1.7 billion? Um, uh, I, I think some of that is also new money. So if one is interested in border security, um, and, and and this this uh, this committee, this conference committee that was coming together that had to sort this out, spent quite a bit of time apparently with some um, homeland security people saying, "Right, tell us what you actually need. Tell us what makes the most okay, sense." Okay, now hold on, hold, hold and, on. With that. Well, now that's not because the, they did right, this, something that they, makes sense is already absent from anything the president has talked about. But they have and done this. Nobody has been against anything that makes sense. But they have done this before. They have literally brought in Homeland Security officials, including Kirsten Nielsen, including all the component agencies from HSI, ICE, Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol. You've got Coast Guard. You've got all CIS, the Citizen Immigration Services. You've got all the major components that have been briefing these people daily in some instances to their staff. They've known about this. What I think Dan I think Dan brings up an interesting point, Alan, is you know, for for the president to be such a good negotiator, 
it looks like he's negotiated himself downward and downward and downward with each iteration of this bill that comes out. Had he done this deal in December, he would have had more money. To, to play with, he would have had. A, he would have been able to claim victory. You wouldn't have had a thirty-five day shutdown. Now he's behind the eight ball. <laughs> we, I, I keep. I, I sorry to have to keep repeating myself. I don't know if he would have had more money if he had taken this deal in December. We don't have enough information yet on the other one point seven billion that's supposedly in this package. And for those people who hate the wall, if there's if there's let's say three point one billion total and only fifty five and, and fifty five miles worth of new fencing and money for old repaired fencing and and more money for personnel and technology, I would say not that this was the president's intention, but that the country might have gotten a significantly better deal out of this than we would have had in December. I don't know. I want to know some more information. Dan Lindley, when, has when, he, when the next Trump golf course is built in Texas, overlooking <laughs> the Rio Grande, I promise you, you can get your hotel room with an unobstructed view of the Rio Grande. No wall included in that view. Wow. You need sleep, Dan. You need sleep. Dan, let me ask you a question. When we look at the deal here, is this something that, for all intents and purposes, Nancy Pelosi and the Chuck Schumer and the Democrats are going to claim victory? Can they do it with enough style without alienating the independent voters and thinking, wow, the, what, a bu- what a pompous bunch of idiots we have in D.C.? I mean, for the most part, yes. Uh, the, the, the ban, uh, the get rid of ICE of caucus um, seems to have quieted down thankfully um that said there there are issues with ice generally however uh that portion of democratic caucus thankfully is not get front and center in the media at the moment not to say that donald trump won't still be celebrating them as the most powerful people in washington but at the moment uh chuck schumer and nancy pelosi seem to have eaten donald trump's lunch the funny thing about this is you know you bring up uh, nancy uh, you bring up ann coulter Ann Coulter last night uh, was quoted as saying, quote, Trump talks a good game on the border wall, but is increasingly clear he's afraid to fight for it. Call this his yellow new deal. Oh, my God. She sounds just like our own Dan Lipner. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm going to call her Dan and I'm going to call our Dan Ann. Uh, Interchangeable. On on, on real time with Bill Maher, Ann Coulter went in an interesting direction uh, last week. She actually co-opting the Koch brothers, suggesting, and I would actually believe she's right on this point, that the Koch brothers are in favor of open borders because can drive down the costs of labor and hurt American workers. That is an argument that is that that has that's some very merit. that's a very democratic, very labor union based argument there, Daniel. Well, it's Ann Coulter's argument. Now, the the point where she 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 leaves the uh, point of reality is suggesting the wall is the way to do it. When in fact, the correct way of doing this is to go after the employers who are deliberately uh, trying to seek the people who are here illegally, working here illegally. The the Trump golf courses that have been hiring uh, folks that are here illegally. And soaking those folks, or at least punishing them with million-dollar fines per person. And I have a sneaking suspicion that would both be easier and cheaper uh, than going after the folks that are here illegally. 
the people who are actually benefiting from it uh, for a people who are here illegally are actually the employers. And that's the folks you can go after. And it's e- far easier than the uh, going going after people that are trying to just live their lives. There is a much easier route. Now, Ann Coulter and the what is absolutely the Donald Trump wing and the the and I'm going to go out on a limb and say the racist policies of this is they want to see brown faces arrested. And that's where they folks get their jollies. But the actual pragmatic approach of going after the employers is far more efficient. Alan Moore, in in uh, in the grand scheme of things, you've got Mitch McConnell uh, pretty much pushing this deal, saying that uh, he feels that the president he urges the president to sign this agreement. If does this agreement take his ability to put into place emergency action funding? Does this take it off the table? No. He, he's he got two options. Let's suppose he signs this deal. He holds his nose, signs it, says uh, this is step one. But as he said yesterday in his appearance on the border, I, I hear there's a deal. haven't seen it yet. Let me just tell you something. We're building the wall. Now, let's suppose that he signs the deal and he can express uh, it, it, it's an interesting uh, dilemma. Do you claim victory? Both sides can can claim some victory, okay? If we could get this other $1.7 billion defined, um, if there's new, if even if it's 55, mil, 55 miles of new wall that can be built, that's arguably some new construction. That's arguably a victory. The Democrats uh, have plenty to, to, to crow about. We've saved all this money. We've directed it towards where the needs are. Are, are greater. What Trump and, and the center hopes is that there are, are conservative Republicans who say, hell no, I'm not voting for this. And there are Democrats who are saying, hell no, we're not building uh, any new wall and that we, we lose some people on the outer edges in both parties. So this looks like the true compromise, as I think that, that if you listen to what the appropriators were saying, nobody got everything they wanted. Right. This isn't This isn't everything. Having said that, Whatever is resolved, hopefully they'll sign it. Then I think you can expect the president to continue down uh, one of two paths. One, he could always all, he could he could uh, declare a national emergency as that's going to get fought in court. As he threatened to, that's going to get fought in court. No question, no question. I don't expect him to do that. I think there's a there's a third way that would make more sense for him that will also be fought in court, and that is. You don't have to declare a national emergency, but you have some ability under some authorities to move some money around. Not in the in the multi-billion dollar realm that you might have if you had declared a national emergency, but maybe he can move a couple hundred million or or you know some modest little amount. I don't know. That's something that in the in in recent days has gotten more attention and more conversation. So I think that there's a decent chance that if the president signs this, we might be watching and hearing about an effort inside OMB, which would be in charge of the process. And remember, Chief of Staff Mulvaney was running OMB until a couple months ago. Right. That that they will say we're seeking under these other authorities additional funds from that 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 have not yet that have not yet been spent to uh, to add to the pot here on right. on uh, on border construction. Uh, Dan Lipner, uh, there was word coming from Democrats that they were upset 
about this uh, about this cap on number one beds inside ice detention facilities and two the issue of interior enforcement and how they do that. Uh, the question I have is, is that a smart move? Because I've heard that Democrats had actually pushed for, look, we don't want any additional beds. We are talking about internal release and you know catching them, putting them into society. And I've heard I've heard suggestions like ankle monitoring, ankle bracelet monitoring. It, please tell me that the Democrats really were not thinking that that was a point that they could win on because that's unattainable and unrealistic. The ankle monitoring? Yeah. Um, well, by the numbers, ankle monitoring has worked uh, for the supermajority of people uh, here for asylum claims. People show up. Yes, there are some folks that disappear into... Uh, the larger society, but but you're not talking about works. you are you are talking about people that are actively in the uh, U.S. courts for immigration review. Not all of them that are arrested and put inside either detention facilities or locally contracted correctional facilities. The the, the federal government doesn't have the capacity to monitor that many people. They can't, where are you going to get it? Border Patrol is already short handed. You've got customs that's short handed. They can't do it. Uh, do you put this on the Bureau of Prisons? Do you put this in the Department of Justice? Who who does that job? And how are you going to pay for it? It's unattainable. I'm sorry. I thought I, I thought Alan was talking about this big win the president just had with all this money that we were curious where it was going to go. No, 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 uh, no, 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 That looks like a kettle of cash that can go for, the, go for the same issue. What we're talking what we're talking about here, Dan, is again not to not to go on bashing Democrats, but the Democrats, the original ass, the original heartburn, and the original reason why the talks went to, or I should rather say the talks went down the toilet bowl over the weekend was this issue of uh, once they are arrested at the border or crossing the border into the U.S., instead of catch and release back in their country, instead of uh, catch and detention, Democrats were upset and they wanted catch, release, interior pending court review, almost like giving them a a due process to stay in the United States while they're staying in the United States. How are we going to be able to find them, get them, and keep them inside compliance with any of the laws that govern this action? Which brings me back to the ankle monitoring. I Who's mean, going you to do to, it? You, you, you have to go down, down the rabbit hole of these stories and of the uh, – some of the uh, – the, uh, low-risk folks that ICE has been going after, people who have been living here, working here for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, um, who have been nothing but fine, upstanding members of society, and ICE has gone after those folks and deported them. Uh, It is arguable that those extra beds could be used for not the most dangerous of MS-13 that are hiding under underneath every rock in this country because the president would have us believe that the gang members are 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 coming to get all of us everywhere uh but in fact going after people who are just law-abiding members of society other than the fact of their immigration status right alan and there is a process to deport them i hear you i hear you but but alan moore it's it strikes me that there is a 
fine line. There's a tight, tight line that independent Midwestern voters are walking on. I think at least the impression I get is that they want a compassionate quality of detention. I don't want to say quality of life, but a compassionate detention where they're not sleeping on floors, overcrowding, etc. I think there is there would be a push to make additional beds or create additional beds at detention centers while they await processing. But to release them would probably lose the they, they, they would lose the support of a lot of the Midwestern moderates who are just right or just left of center that would be supportive of a border security policy that included humane treatment, but not necessarily just, hey, we caught you and now go around to go roam around Topeka and then we'll come find you later. So it, it, my understanding of, of the the way detention works, there's two there's there's two pieces of this. One is at the border, these people, mostly family and or a lot of women, children, some are unaccompanied minors coming in, seeking asylum, presenting themselves, signing up, being told we want to keep track of you. There are about 50,000 such people that are currently in facilities at the border. And, and there's only room, supposedly, for something closer to 40,000. They are very crowded. And so the question is, how much money are we going to provide for that? Two, people in the country who are picked up, whether it's uh, somebody that, that, that's, as, as Dan describes, been here 20 years and kept their nose clean or somebody with some sort of a criminal record, that was the issue where the, the Democrats were proposing a hard cap a hard ceiling, uh, numerical ceiling on the number of people that we that, that you could actually pay for. It wasn't a dollar problem. It was a numerical cap, and right. that's what got dropped at the end of the day. Okay, uh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting the death stare from uh, Rob the engineer. We gotta go to break. Uh, real quickly, run the horn. Alan Moore, do we go to a shutdown? Yes or no? No. Dan Lipner. Possibly. Possibly. Wow. Does the fence hurt when you ride it like that? The correct answer is no, we're not going to shut down. Hey, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, in, the Senate Intel Committee report that came out today. Other breaking news. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics. Stay with us. That's the way I feel today. My heart is aching because he's making a plaything of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean That's the way I feel today
live from Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And we're back for the second half of the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics here at Studio A in Podcast Village. Alan Moore, Dan Lipner on the line, uh, Rob the Engineer behind the glass, uh, new engineering type, Ethan also behind the glass. What's up, Ethan? And uh, somewhere out there, Audrey Howerton, our executive producer. Hey, uh, in case you didn't hear it today, it was announced that uh, in big, dramatic fashion, the Senate Intelligence Committee announced that it has uncovered no direct evidence of conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. Now, what does this mean? Is this necessarily a victory lap for Donald Trump? No. Is it necessarily proof positive that there was no collusion? No. Uh, Alan Moore, you saw the report, actually. Uh, what di- What's your take on the report? So, first of all, it's news reports. There's no written report. That's still coming. That's still coming. They okay. have not completed their work. But today, and it's a little unclear why, the chairman, uh, Richard Burr from North Carolina, uh, who works very close, closely with the Democratic counterpart, Mark Warner from Virginia, um, they've cooperated very closely, uh, both chose to make some statements today. And Burr said, in effect, that that everything he's seen so far, and they're getting close to the end, um, uh, he has not seen, he has not found evidence of actual collusion between the campaign and the Russians. Um, Warner uh, then said, well, I wouldn't quite put it that way. Uh, We've never seen this much, uh, this high level of contact between members of a campaign and the Russians. Now, you know, what to determine, I mean, what's, no, what's collusion, no what's collaboration? Said- Nobody's going to write something down. Right. Um, presumably there's no evidence of money changing hands. Presumably there's no, no sense of sitting down strategically, going over uh, social media, uh, uh, voting But we're not going to see some sort like of o- Omerta-type contract that says, hey, Vlad, uh, we're going to collude here. No, th- that th- that's the that's you know I think what's going to happen what what we're seeing here is they're not going to be able to say there's clear collusion they are going to be able to say there were an extraordinary number of contacts between a variety of different people um, on the involved in the campaign close to the campaign connected to the president who had different kinds of contacts with the president we. We looked and we looked and we looked through what looked like some smoke. We never found any fire. But Dan Lipner, if the interesting com- the interesting quote that I heard about all this was the quote from the ranking member of the Intelligence Committee, Mark Warner, Democrat out of Virginia, who said today, quote, I'm not going to get into any conclusions I have. And he added that there's never been a campaign in American history that people affiliated with the campaign had as many ties with Russia as the Trump campaign did. It it, it seems like that he's he, he's a, he may be a little bit disappointed in this, but he's not saying that everybody's off the hook here, is he? Um, so the short answer is no, he's not get letting everyone off the hook, but he's also giving more than a little wiggle room to, to Mueller. Uh, the assumption is that Mueller knows a whole lot more than anyone else knows. Uh, 
as many folks other than myself has said, the uh, this witch hunt seems to have uncovered an awful lot of witches uh, within the Trump uh, sphere of influence. So the question is whether or not that does reach the height of conspiracy. Um, and conspiracy actually does reach the president. Is it is it fair, Alan Moore, to say that this is... This this isn't a there's a whole lot of smoke. We just have to find the fire situation coming out of Senate Intelligence Committee, is it? Well, as I said, I they saw smoke here, they saw smoke there, they saw smoke under all of these witches that Dan Dan accurately refers to uh, these small witches um, uh, looking for a big witch or looking for a collective coven, if you will. The National that was Security talk- Advisor is not a small witch. Talking, pardon me. Go ahead. Dan. No, 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 no. I am, the I, National I, Security Advisor is not a small witch. The National Security well, Advisor is the real deal. No, no, no. So, so is a campaign <laughs> manager. So is a deputy campaign manager. So is a longtime political associate and friend. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they're looking. The, the, you know, the, 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 the big search here was for. Uh, I was just uh, operating off off your conversation of all those witches, Dan, and I. I wasn't uh, pretending that they were small witches or witches, but there was one great big witch. <laughs> Um, big witch that 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 obviously uh, some people were hoping um, they could they could connect to all of this and uh, and then, and they haven't found the direct uh, linkage um, for all those other people um, who 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 are who are in custody or you know wait, awaiting sentencing hold, and hold so on, on. But Alan, Senator Warner's comments are valid. We've never seen the direct contact between foreign nationals and a presidential campaign the way we did in the Trump campaign. Is that an accurate statement? No, of course that's accurate. That's I mean that's that's the, that that's that's clearly the but case. Does, and Richard this, Burr is not saying any, anything contrary but to that. But does this all. muddy the waters? Does this in fact muddy the waters and it's, allow Trump to say, see, no collusion, no collusion. And then once the Mueller report is released, does this say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Senate Intelligence Committee didn't find this. So for okay, these are two guys talking. They they will have a written report. As they say, we're not quite done, but we're kind of running out of people to to talk to. The key is Mueller. That is the the overarching investigation that matters the most, as Dan said. Mueller and his people know a lot more than the Senate Intelligence Committee know. They know everything the Senate Intelligence Committee knows, plus other stuff that we don't know about. And and let's see what they say. The president has been trying to discredit Mueller and his investigation from the outset, slowing it down. Um, of feeding his base um, and, and, and having a little bit of impact on public opinion that, gee, we need to finish this up. Um, I mean, but, but that's the key. That's that's the, the heart of of the investigation. Dan Lipner, does this put uh, the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Richard Schiff in a difficult position, whereas you've got one coming out of the Republican-led Senate now you've got the Democratic House. Are they? I mean, essentially, are they going to cancel each other out? No. Um, considering the 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 House Intelligence Committee still has to undo the mess that uh, Nunes uh, ma- made them look like a bunch of idiots, 
So their investigation is still going to go forward. Uh, the reason we have uh, two chambers is two chambers can behave differently and get different answers. So uh, the House being the House, uh, I have a sneaking suspicion they will be a bit more aggressive than the Senate has been, and we'll see what comes out. But do, does this give does this give Richard Schiff the 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 upper hand? I mean, it depends how he plays it. When all is said and done, the it's all dependent upon how you play the hand you're dealt. Uh, Donald Trump could have handled everything in a much better fashion and not look like an idiot along the way. Uh, that is not who this president is. Um, Congressman Schiff also has the opportunity to to not only be a statesman, but also to aggressively pursue all the questions which were not answered or at least not answered publicly for the previous House under former Chairman uh, Nunes, who was in my view, an absolute embarrassment. So the question is, can he improve on that perception? And in which case, if he's only if he's only dealt a pair of twos, he can still play that into a winning hand. But it still depends on how it's played. Alan Moore. So I'm trying. I'm trying to wrap my mind around this notion of shift and statesman, statesman in the same sentence. Um, but who knows if wonders never cease. The, the, the problem for, for Schiff now is that they're, they're really far behind um, because of, because of the, the slow walking and resistance that, uh, that the Republicans had in that committee, which is why the Senate committee, which worked very closely together, I don't think they were dilly-dallying around or, or playing games and what they were seeking. Um, they worked very closely together um, and— and they they may differ on how to portray it and what the what the conclusions are, but I don't imagine that they're going to differ on the facts. So so they're just in well in front of where the where the house is, and then and then of course you you had um, uh, and I'm using air quotes here statesman Schiff recently saying that he thought that. He was convinced that that the Mueller people had had gone easy on the on the on on Trump finances. Well, a we don't know how mo- how he knows what Mueller has done on the finances, and b you know yes, there's this 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 panting desire to see the president's tax returns, um, but it's not it's not clear to to many of us what light they're going to shed on these particular questions, uh, and it's not going to be an easy matter to just go grab those up. Um, so, so I think we're going to have I think we're going to have the how the Senate committee and Mueller uh, re- results before the House will have had time to staff up and 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 dig in, um, subpoena people, talk to people who they didn't talk to before, but who others have already talked to. I just think they're many months behind. Um, doesn't mean they can't come up with something, but I, I think by the time they're really into the meat of this, we're going to know what the Senate found in a in a joint report, and more to the point, what Mueller has. Um, it won't mean shifts are that, irrelevant. It just fair? means that it's 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 way behind. But but then what it becomes is, you know, a. I, I, I hate to use the the term. Who do you believe? 
you know, if you're Republicans, you you buy the Republican Senate report. If it's not a Republican Senate report. It, well, it's a Republican-led committee. I mean, it is it, not. It, they have equal members, equal numbers in that cha- committee. The chair that that committee is the only committee that has equal who, numbers. Wait, you have you have majority staff on that on the Intelligence Committee. You have minority staff on the Intelligence Committee. Who do you think's writing that? I don't think it's the equal members. You, it's staff. Look, don't get carried away in the in the way the Senate Intelligence Committee operates. It operates differently than other Senate committees. It has equal members. They deal with secret stuff. They have special secure rooms where they go and look at stuff. Understood. And, Got that. And and. and before we can before we we're label not conde- it we're not before condemning. we label it as a republican report let's wait on the report which i think will be the committee's report and people will have a somewhat different take on what all the facts that they find mean dan do you, i mean dan you agree with alan on this Actually, yeah. I mean, the the chaos that has been the House of Representatives Intelligence Committee is simply not represented in the Senate, and thankfully so. This the Senate being the was the uh, Thomas Jefferson quote the, the 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 cooling saucer from the the tempest that is the House. So thus far, while their senators have said some things that were a little questionable for me. They've still mostly handled themselves in a dignified way and kind of gone where the evidence has led them. That said, it's also plausible that they that they've gone a little too gentle along that route, but at least it's nothing negative. I don't have a knock on them for for their approach. And if their report differs from the House report, so be it. And it's also I mean, not the end a... of the story. Both committees are going to go down the rabbit hole of, or at least the House is absolutely going to go down the rabbit hole on how the president's handled himself since he's been in, in office, and of which there are still plenty of questions. And coincidentally, that those same questions re- revolve around Russia. So there's still enough smoke there to to have those conversations. And because of how the president has handled this and his administration has handled, handled everything dealing with Russia, vindication is absolutely not in the cards. So the only question is how it gets handled. So he might not be convicted in the, for, in the uh, jury that is uh, the, the two chambers of Congress, but there is no vindication for the president coming. It just is not going to happen. It, it it almost it almost sounds like that the Senate Intelligence Committee is, you know, almost throwing their hands up. We got better things we need to be concerned about. Let the House deal with this whole Trump collusion issue. We got, I mean, I'm not seeing the amount. The of- Senate is hardly deferring to the House here. I, I, what I don't understand is why they're talking today, um, and and I don't know what prompted Burr to speak and then Warner to speak because they both acknowledge that they're not quite done. They're also they're also not calling new witnesses either. Well, they the in their impression according a, to Burr they're they're done. They're saying we have nobody else to call. Well, what are we going to find? He said we're down to the it was like we're down to the bottom of the barrel. There're not many more people to talk to, something like that. So so they're close to finishing. Why talk now? And I don't know what prompted uh, prompted today's con- this report today. So, you know, th- they're close to done. And 
they will have a factual report, I assume. I mean, they have. They also have to be careful about secret stuff that that uh, whether it's uh, information or the sources that they that they don't want to uh, uh, to divulge. To divulge. Um, but Mueller's the Mueller's where the main game is here. I don't think the Senate is saying we're done here. Go ahead, House. Um, I think they. They probably like to be done, have Mueller be done, and have the House be irrelevant. Well, I mean that's that's a valid point, Dan. I mean, House Republicans last year under uh, Chairman Nunez, the House Intelligence members of the Republican members of House Intelligence pretty much came out last year and said that they had found no evidence of collusion there. And that a draft report, which came under immediate criticism, uh, did not include input from the Democratic members of said party. Now you've got a Democratic-led House Intelligence Committee. Uh, Dan Lipner, is is there a possibility that you've got the bipartisan Senate version, you've got this hyper-now-partisan, either Republican version or Democratic version uh, of of collusion, and yet nobody seems to have found nobody seemed to have found collusion conspiracy um nobody's even found conspiracy i i think if they had found if there was conspiracy to be had there are plenty of smart attorneys on the senate subcommittee that would have said hey look there might be conspiracy here mr chairman mr ranking member i wouldn't say squat to the media then that's not what's happening well, there's still a couple of things, and this is where the puzzle pieces and, and without having an actual public report to go on, there's a zillion directions you can go with this. But just go with what we know, what's been publicly reported, and that one of the items of Ford sharing private polling information with uh, uh, the I forgot the Russian oligarch who uh, sanctions were supposed to be lifted on, and the the Senate pushed back on. Um, you're confusing the, Kalimnik with Deripaska, but right. he, okay. he shared with, with Kalimnik, but with the intent of getting him to <laughs> to Deripaska, I think was 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 how that went. But but you're absolutely right. A huge, huge uh, problem to explain that Manafort was presumably doing for his own self-interest. But I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Absolutely, his own self-interest. The only question that own self-interest seems to align pretty reasonably with the Trump campaign interest, and it starts to smell a little like conspiracy to uh, avoid campaign finance uh, laws and to defraud the American public in the election. It's not too distant a walk from here to there. Um, Everything that Alan said is true about Manafort, um, but also the statement that I made that if the Trump, the Trump campaign being a beneficiary of that same action is also true. Now, we don't those dots have not been connected yet, and they might not be con- connected. But the Trump campaign working out of Trump Tower, where the Trump family is worked out of and the Trump offices only con- existing in a handful of floors of Trump Tower that's awfully close by for uh, some folks for a very small campaign to not know what the left hand and right hand are doing. Well, um, I mean, now, now we're getting back. There, 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 there is there is literally less to go on for the lock her up chance 
Hillary Clinton that there is for the conspiracy argument for Donald Trump. Interesting. By the way, in case you're wondering, yes, Donald Trump did tweet uh, on Sunday regarding Senator Burr's comments, quote, Senator Richard Burr, comma, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, just announced that after almost two years, more than 200 interviews and thousands of documents they have found in all caps, no collusion between Trump and Russia. Is anybody really surprised by this? That took uh, that took the president all of about ten minutes to do that victory lap, Alan. <laughs> what a what a shocking surprise! But actually, <laughs> by the way, the Trump but, the, the president also didn't tweet about uh, exactly where money for his inauguration came from, having raised twice what Obama did, and also it's a matter of law that you can't take money from foreign sources for his inauguration. Let, huh. let Mueller, Those records are a little iffy as well. Let Mueller do his job. That's not Mueller. That's, that's the not Southern, Mueller. That's Southern, Southern, Southern District, District of New York. York. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah, right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother major awkward subject so uh, for, we, we, for got, the president we, and his people. We, we, we've got about uh, th- three minutes left for the show, but I, I, I do want to talk about the fact that uh, there's been Democrats have been quick to uh, jump on the uh, the similarity between uh, or let me rephrase this. Republicans are making the same arguments against the House Intelligence Committee that Democrats were doing under the Hillary Clinton era when they went after her for Benghazi, etc. Uh, it. Is this just the same poison that we saw under the Republicans, just a different color on the House Intelligence Committee, Dan? No. I mean, you're you're comparing apples to rocks. Um, not even it's not even the same species of, of creature. The, the, I mean, the, the, same, the same arguments we're hearing no, no, the, about the, the, Benghazi, Benghazi are now insane. what the suggestion for the Benghazi hearings was the Secretary of State stepped in to make sure that the comp, both compounds and embassies were not properly funded against possible tax. Mind you, funding for those kind of security issues goes through, uh, that's right, Congress. Um, the additional issue was that the Secretary of State, important bold underline, chose not to send in military troops to defend the the ambassador who was killed in Benghazi. Um, the Secretary of State has command over what branch of the military again? Uh, I, I may have missed that p- point of civics. Um, so that whole argument, not saying it shouldn't have been investigated, absolutely should have been investigated to know what happened. A U.S. ambassador was killed. The idea that it had anything to do with Secretary Clinton is insane. That has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on with the interactions between the Trump organization, Donald Trump, and the Donald Trump for president campaign. Note, those three things are all distinct. All three of those things have questionable Russian interaction. Alan Moore? So uh, it's not it's not that I disagree with Dan particularly, I'm, but I'm intrigued with the in his words, the insane aspect of of blaming Hillary Clinton, but 
at the same time saying it made a lot of sense to to look into it. Um, but maybe that's because when he says apples to rocks, it's because he's still uncomfortable with the Ann to Dan uh, conversation we were having earlier. Um, Are you saying Congress has has no basis for investigating when a U.S. ambassador is killed? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm simply saying that they they took a look and you were talking about the insanity. Um, I, I'm not the defending the insanity of I, blaming the Secretary I, of State, I, not I, the. In, I'm, I'm saying I, it's completely justified well, to look into what happened. I'm not. All I'm saying is you look into what's happened and you and, and it's not impossible that a secretary might have some culpability. I don't believe she did. I think that's one of the things that that they should have found in the first <laughs> the first week or two of their investigation, which dragged on and on and on for for political reasons. That's all. That was that was my that was my only point uh, on that. Interesting. But, but, but I think that that in, in this particular case, the. The first go around in the House was overly political. I fear the second round will be a major hurry up to try to catch up to what the Senate has will have done, and, and also what Mueller, what Mueller will have done, highly political. Um, and 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 Schiff is somebody who loves. You know, if you put Schiff. And Chuck Schumer in the same room and a camera. <laughs> Watch out because they're going to just beat the hell out of each you know, other. You know, trying call, to you know get what we call that? Super Collider. A Super Collider. That, that's, that's what that would be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Schiff, oh, Dan, come on. You've heard that joke. Schiff is just, you know. That said, Lindsey Graham jumps in front of both of them for camera time. He's not the chairman of intelligence. Um, and, and no, he's what, chairman of what, judiciary. All right, all right, all right. What you don't want is a chairman of intelligence to be scrambling to the cameras the way okay. Schiff has been doing for the last uh, two and a half years. No, but we've, we've, we've covered this because Nunez has behaved in a manner that we have never I mean, seen for an hold intelligence on, Hold 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 on. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody time out. Everybody time out. I am not having an argument of who is scrambling to get in front of a camera more. Good God. We've lost control. You know what? You know what? He's, I hear music. Oh my God! I do hear music. Wow, Rob the engineer, right on target. Uh, on behalf of Alan Moore, Dan Lipner, uh, we got Rob the engineer behind the glass. Thank you, Rob. You you, you, you got my back on that one. Uh, Audrey Howerton, our executive producer. We will be back for another episode of the absolutely best political talk show you've never heard of, Backroom Politics. We are live here. Or live as live can be. Studio A in Podcast Podcast Village, Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitter handle, where we do broadcast this live, at Backroom Politics. You can get all of our episodes on backroompolitics.org or your favorite podcast down, uh, downloading app, whatever you call them. Good God. Yeah, we have a line on an unobstructed view of the Rio Grande for another Trump property that's going up in Texas. Wow, he's still he's still telling that. Anyway, yes, he can do that. And uh, special thanks to uh, Charlie and Oscar here at Podcast Village. We will be back. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. I